Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October 11th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing, uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I, uh, I apologize. I apologize again for the, the audio snafus of, uh, of last, uh, last episode. I have to apologize. I offend, I've deeply offended somebody on this little trip I'm on. Um, you know, what I'll happened? leave him unnamed, but he, was, he found Gardettos. something I said about Scottish golf, uh, offensive. And, no way! Uh, I don't like, know if I've ever, I can ever Yeah, he's he said I'm 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 deeply offended by this take. Like seriously, was saying that? Yeah, I don't think he does anything unseriously, to be honest. Um, Interesting. Meanwhile, this, meanwhile, this sounds like the this sounds like the Epson tour guy just giving unsolicited <laughs> anger. Like I'm unsubscribing. Damn it! Like okay, thank you. All right. Like all right. Look, I know. Sorry, you disagree. And like okay, well, this sounds like an best... in real life version of that. In real life, yes, he was very upset. And uh, and then uh, another guy standing there, an English man standing there, because I'm I'm quite quite interested in this take <laughs> i quite like it are you allowed to rehash the take here or you just want to leave that on the cutting room floor because uh, that'll yeah un- well un- unblind you know, some of the participants here i'm sure sure i'll 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 what's the take? the take i think i've said been very on the record about this is that you know listen scottish like so golf scottish sinks. golf no 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 it doesn't stink <laughs> i'm kidding this is what it turns into you can't have a nuanced take about anything yeah, so yeah, there's totally. some really great Scottish architecture, you know, like North Berwick and Muirfield. It's great, yeah. great golf yeah. architecture. But like the way golf is presented in Scotland, the grass, the the firmness, the speed, the the whole atmosphere and the people around it, like everything about the golf is so great there. But like a lot of the golf and the golf architecture is kind of rudimentary. And everything else makes it makes the, some of these places that are pretty ordinary, like mythologized. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you took a course in America, that's not even mm-hmm. that highly thought of and plopped it in Scotland and took some of these Scotland, Scottish courses and plopped it in America, everybody would be like, can you believe that that course, that American course? And then the Scottish course in America, people would be like, I mean, it's okay. And you're talking about so this like was the take. routing he, architecture. He was deeply offended by it. Um, okay. He felt like I was uh, I was insult. I love Scottish golf. I love it yeah. there. Yeah, I can't wait to go back. And everything about the golf is great there. I I I absolutely. But I I offended this man. I I don't think I will be receiving a Christmas card. He carried on a second day with this, you know, and. Yep. Uh, yeah, I had to play yeah. him in a match. He he beat the shit out of us. 
you oh, know. Interesting. That's he was motivated. He was pissed off about your take, <laughs> yeah. and he was motivated. The little extra honestly, juice is all it takes in a honestly, match, <laughs> inconsequential match like that. In the grand scheme of things, honestly, I did. I felt like I was. I gave bulletin board material, and I had. I had nothing back. I kind of felt like. Uh, I kind of felt like an American playing the Europeans uh, two weeks ago in the Ryder <laughs> Cup. I felt like I was so, out in Friday morning foursomes. Making no commentary on any of the courses. I was with an individual on my Myrtle Beach trip, and I told you this was a mix of golfers. A lot of non-golfers trying to accommodate all budgets. You know, mix, we had like 20 people. It was a big thing. This guy was talking to me. Good, great guy. He's a pretty serious golfer. But, you know, he um, goes, we went to Scotland this summer. They played everywhere. Played everywhere. Muirfield. They played Dornick. They played West. They played North. Uh, you know, St. Andrews. Everywhere yeah, they were all over the map. Yeah, they went north. They went west. They got them all. They hit them all. The, the you know the big ones. He goes the two best courses for sure were Kings Barnes and Castle Stewart. I said, well, that's a very American perspective because those happen to be the oh, two. I I hope my and, friend from Scotland isn't listening. He might. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, these were a bunch of American guys. They're not into golf architecture, probably. Certainly not in the way like you are, or maybe even I am. And I was like, that's an American perspective. And all the other guys are like, oh, you're like calling in to talk radio right now. You're, you've got a guy who's in golf and knows that throughout, you know, Kyle Phillips. They're like, oh, like I had the name off the top of my head. It was like unbelievable. Let's go. So that made me trigger that story. So. You never know. There's different strokes for different folks out there, right? And different levels. Of Everybody can have a take. You just can't be super, super offended by every single take. We're various levels of education and preferences. Have so, you ever? Right. Have you? Have you ever heard the term? Um, uh, so this, my English friend who who quite liked the take. He was a big fan of the take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Yeah. Uh, he's a psychologist, ironically. And, he, and we talked after after my scotch. He goes, "Well, this is splitting." Have you ever heard of the term splitting? No, I don't think so. <laughs> is uh, we were just talking about how, like, I was like, "This is a nuanced take." I said nothing offensive here, you know. Yeah. I and and he's like, "Well, it's splitting is that people just take things and run in like the furthest extreme directions with like, oh, yeah, you say totally. one thing, yes. and like the next yes. thing is like." You said that Mother Teresa was a terrible person, right? <laughs> like this, this it's, I mean, it's society. It, so he has this uh, a psychological term to it called splitting. I loved it. I love. I, I loved this guy. This guy Ben. Yeah. He was a great guy. Yeah, that's good. I like split. I mean, yes, that's the whole thing. I, I like every tweet we share. Like we try to make a nuance. We're not being declarative on certain things. Like if you read the read closely, or like like we're not. We try to avoid splitting. I would say on some instances, maybe not on others. Um, oh, and then another another funny interaction from this. Our friend uh, Bama Bearcat. You know, uh, Masters yep. fact of the day. Uh, Bama Bearcat now uh, does office hours for no laying up. He was trying to jam me. Uh, uh, he was like, I, I ordered some cheese. I ordered some cheese curds. The Packers yep. are on in the background. You know, I'm drinking a spotted cow. He's like, look at this guy, you know? Yeah. So turns out horrible. he's never had, never had a cheese curd. He approached him like a three-year-old approaches like, or four-year-old approaches cauliflower or broccoli. 
He was oh, like really? terrified of this cheese curd. I had to like, no. I had to like coerce him to try it. He tries it, and he's like, oh, "That was pretty good. That was really good." Oh man! No, <laughs> and he had, that's a... he had like three more. Sure. And he's, I'd say that he's eating dinner. He's like, all I can think about is those cheese curds. <laughs> you know what's amazing? He's from Alabama. I say, I said, you know, it's kind of amazing that cheese curds don't exist in Alabama. Right? You'd think that'd be on every. Yeah, that that seems like sort of a catnip kind of food for Alabama. Would fit well down there. But right? Uh, I, yeah, I could see being not into cheese. Excused by like being terrified of cheese curds, but that's if you're not like a cheese person, right? I could see like some like people just don't do cheese in all forms, and like I'm not going there. But like if you've had you know mozzarella sticks or any other kind of cheese, you, like yeah, there's no reason to be alarmed by that. Anyways, all right, we got a rambling start here, T- Tales but a good road. one. Hey, do, I like we, that do I do you want me to pick up on Hackgate? No. I want us to continue with the tale, and then we'll go to well, then we'll go to Hatgate. Right. We did we did Victor Hovland Nickelback with Zach Boshu compromise. We're going to start this one with another tale, and it's a toasty tale. We got a good. I got a long email about Alejandro Toasty, not from many years ago, but from Sunday at the KFT Card Award Ceremony. A great toasty tale, and this emailer just for for a visual medium, I, I tweeted the picture of it. He attached, just as proof of uh, concept, I'm, I'm on the ground, attached the vehicle that Alejandro Tosti came to, uh, apparently with caddy, clubs, uh, himself, and a giant check that he won in Omaha from two months ago, jammed into this little lime green hatchback. I, it looks two-door. I don't know. We had a friend in college who had like a little Subaru hatchback. We called it a grocery getter. Uh, this is like smaller than a grocery getter. It's like a little compact deal. Uh, giant check in it. Just so I tweeted that if you need the visual accompaniment. But here's the toasty tale. As as the card ceremony after the final round was winding down, this is at Victoria I love this reaction running on around. Sunday. Yeah. Oh, he's waving his flag. Well, well this is this is built <laughs> off that. As the card ceremony after the final round was winding down, all the players, caddies, and their families were celebrating on the 18th green. The grandstand was still packed. Big J, who this writer adds parenthetically, is super short in person. We're talking like five six and parentheses, was shaking hands and congratulating people. All the rules officials and tour brass were still hanging out and everyone was taking pictures. Some were in tears, some were drunk already because there was an open bar in the clubhouse for like an hour before the ceremony started. That's that's dangerous. I noticed Toasty power chugging a bottle of champagne in the middle of it all. <laughs> then to my, so now we're mixing. All right, we're starting at a baseline. Maybe, he runs maybe, hot. His name is... Maybe we could get Toasty some fat cork. (laughs) There we go. That sounds like a good partnership. Um, So I noticed Toasty power chugging a bottle of champagne in the middle of it all. Then to my amazement, he finished the bottle, turned towards the lake next to the green, and chucked the empty bottle as hard (laughs) as he could into the middle of the lake. He then turned back to the grandstand and raised his hands in victory. (laughs) You got Jay, the whole tour brass, fresh off a of suspension, and he power chucks and throws the bottle into the middle of the lake. That's your toasty tail. And quite honestly, in this, the universe of toasty tails, that's a pretty benign one, I think. That's not that's amusing more than anything. Uh, I that's wanna, your most recent toasty tail. I want to know what's going on with the car. <laughs> that's what I took away. <laughs> that's what I want to know. 
I'm gonna dig in. I'm gonna try and get more more information on the car. I mean, it, did, thing, it didn't it look like, like a rental car. It didn't look like a car. You no, no. I mean, it's so, ten feet front to end, maybe. It's so, like eight feet. It didn't look like a rental car. There's a check from a couple months ago in the back. He has been carrying that around. <laughs> we need to get to the circumstances of how this. The emailer, maybe I'll ask this emailer to go back. But I love it with Jay there. And I made that analogy. This guy showed up first day in class. He's like, I'm coming for your ass. Your life's going to be hell this year. I'm going to put you in hell this year. And there he is at the ceremony. Apparently, allegedly, unsubstantiated. Well, I mean, pretty substantiated. Chucking <laughs> a bottle into the middle of the lake. Toasty is coming in hot. I think we're going to do a PGA Tour over-unders. Is he, is he playing Shriners? Are they? Are the Corn Fairy uh, I don't know. in? No, when, no, we're gonna get to Shriners Field well, in a minute here. This is a disaster of the composition. Can we talk real quick about the yeah. um, the field? Well, like just how behind the eight ball yeah. these Corn Ferry Tour guys are. They have no shot. They, the, the other getting, guys are playing the fall. Yeah, right. It's like, getting the, the signature of like next five and all this stuff. They they have no chance at the beginning. Yeah. Like, it's like the complete the decks are stacked against these guys. All right, we're gonna do inside the field while Shriners. So as, as Monday Q tweeted last night, you've got guys who were like fed like a bunch of top tens, right? A bunch of top tens. You've got guys who played well. They're not. They can't get in the field. We have Dylan Wu. Um, Dylan Wu's 80th is not in the event uh, in the FedEx Cup series, and you can't. And this is at Monday Q. Follow him. You're marketing the fall series as like a chase for a card and improved status, but like the guys who are playing well aren't in the field right now, or the guys who could really kind of go from 80th to 50th or whatever, or you know, be top 10, whatever it is to get that status, aren't playing. Baddeley had three top tens, um, finished 101. He's not. He's Monday qualifying. Inside the field, we have no. How many? How many? No toast. To be clear. How many what? injury uh, major medicals do we have in this? Just like, one. Just one? Okay. Yeah, front of the program. Just one. Um, ZB? Just one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. he's satisfied. He's also as, got yeah. status. Of, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's done. Yeah, but that's how he's listed here. Um, but uh, not to pick on him, Richie Wierenski's in the field on a two-year win exemption. His, la- his win came in August of 2020. What? It is October of 2023. <laughs> It was, he, it was a kudo. Yes. 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 August of 20. And I get there was like pandemic, but like, come on. Uh, sponsors exemption. Members not otherwise exempt. We have Peter Lex. Quest. Peter Quest. Who's who played is, well. Uh, he's he had popped well. on some leaderboards. You remember he was a rock and mortgage yeah. play well? Well, alongside him. And I don't know if this is to support the local economy in Las Vegas. Tommy Ganey. Maybe that's a sort of like an economic impact <laughs> statement. We're just like, we're bringing in Tommy Ganey as a sponsor's exemption. Um, <laughs> others are Chuck Hoffman. What do you think uh, Tommy Ganey's Gentleman's Club of Choice is? <laughs> I mean, I think it's you probably... Think he, that's, he gets off the strip? You think he goes... Yeah, he I think... I, yes. I, I think we're going... I think the club is a little... We're going yeah, another step past that based on what we know. Um Charlie Hoffman, local boy, Nikolai Hogard makes sense. Eugene Lin and then Lexi are your sponsors exemption. So just some of the fear, field makeup. You know, you got some KFT guys, um, 
but yeah, it's it's just it's an interesting dynamic that you you outline that that you're kind of jammed here in this mostly well, eight event stretch here. This goes to the tour is complete mess right now. There's nothing, nothing. Everything's in flux right yep. now, and there's just no. I mean, I don't think this is going to be sorted out till like 25. You mean like status? What does the schedule mean? What's a point? When does the schedule yes! start? When does it end? Yeah. 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 I mean, they're, they, they got to figure out what's going on with this framework agreement or if they're getting money from somewhere else, you know, if they're getting money from somewhere else, is live still going to exist? Like this is, uh, you know, and if live still exists and they get money from somewhere else, then like, you know, who's leaving? You know, I assume if if live if uh, if the PIF gets shut out of this 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 deal, you know, I, I imagine they're going to spend more money on live, and then it's like it's we're right back to square one. There's a lo- lot of smoke coming out. Perk, there was like a front office sports podcast about it, saying like the deal may be dead, the framework agreement, not the deal, mm-hmm. framework agreement may be dead, and that they they might take on other money. The Saudis may still be a part of the money. Uh, I have it on. Uh, Quite good authority that they are live. I mean, live's probably not going away. Live's negotiating venues, um, for and some of the negotiations offer two years with the third year uh, exempt of uh, you know opt in. So we're talking not next year, not the following year, but maybe like yeah, that doesn't mean that you know live's going to be around in twenty twenty six, but they're operating as if you know, it, and, and based on the tenuousness of the deal. Um, it seems like live is probably going to continue on as it is. So, uh, maybe even stronger, who knows what's going to happen, but yeah, they're, 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 they're offering, you know, venue contracts for two and potentially three years right now. Um, so that's, that's, that's where we're at status. You said it's going to be a mess. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's our, that's our first look at a schedule for the week. We've got the Vegas Shriners open. I don't think we need to do any more on that. Do you want to talk Hackgate? You want me to start where where I was? Let's do an ad read for our friends at Club TFE. Oh, our friends. This is, this is I mean, we are the friends. It's us, inclusive of us. But I just want to shout out yeah, Cameron Garrett, Hurtis, Garrett's Garrett Morrison, Matt Ruchis. They did the, they operate this, uh, you know, they all combined to do the monthly member video. And the most recent one was a pretty large Cameron Endeavor. Came out Monday. Features James Duncan, architect. Uh, he's Scottish, right? Scottish architect. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, he's from, from da- he's Danish. Danish. Okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, an aficionado of North Barrack, and there are many people who are, are enthusiasts, but he is, he is in the weeds and this is his life. Um, with about a 10 minute, just, it was a meditative experience with on your guys, um, visuals, your drone footage, some of the historical aspects. You don't even need to, you know, go to North Barrack. You don't have to have a ton of interest in North Barrack, but that's our member video. That is like one little aspect of what brings you a club TFE membership. It's $120 for the year. You also get a weekly course profile. You get early access to events. The event schedule is rolling out. I think we're going to tease that here this week. We've got, we are, we're becoming maybe too professional on the event front. We are way ahead of schedule as we've been in uh, past years. We got a little more help on board with organizing Uh, those things. And we are, we are locked into a bunch of good places. And if you're a club TFE member, you get early yeah, uh, one, of, one of the places that we got on the schedule is uh, is the Lido, which I've I've played the last. Uh, I'll play today for it'll be my fourth or fourth time around it. It's unbelievable. I like like it more every time. Well, I play it. 
on that one, I think it's for Club TFE members only. only. Is yeah. that correct? So you got to be. Right. But again, we're not taking any number of events away from the public. Like those will all still exist. And we're just adding a few extra ones for uh, Club TFE members. Smaller ones. Believe. And a lot of yeah. times they're smaller. 40, 50, yeah. yeah. 40 or 50. Some of which we can't even yeah, really talk about. Um, all right. So that's Club TFE. In addition to a bunch of content, you get some perks there like early registration. All right. What's Hackgate? You know, so the, the, the podcast the pod cut, cut off. Cut off. All right. I thought that pod was going to suck for a bunch of reasons. I didn't know it was going to suck because the last bit, the 10 minutes would just chop off at the end. But what happened? Uh, well, let's talk about Hackgate. Michael Bamberger. Yeah. So, you know, I was listening on the way up here to the No Laying Up pod with Max Homo, which was really wonderful. Anytime you get like somebody recounting. Um, and, and I think what I like really appreciate about Max is is that he's very like open, honest, and forthright with how he feels about things and how he feels in moments. And it, it makes for really uh, enjoyable uh, listens. Um, but he was talking about the Cantlay thing and, and, you know, he was upset about, you know, how it was all perceived in the media and everything. Um, and I think like, you know, like Patrick Cantlay has, um, has given eloquent answers and like really interesting answers about a number of topics through the years. And, uh, Max was kind of inferring like, you know, nothing was going on. And it's like very clear that something was going on in the weeks leading up. And it might not have impacted the team room. But like this like line that is like all made up stuff like is kind of bullshit. And and frankly, like Patrick Cantlay, if he was just open and honest, like a normal human being about the whole thing, I think could have deflected a lot of this. Because he's a thoughtful person. He could have like provided like if some they, numerous people asked him about like, do you think that people should be paid in the Ryder Cup? And it's very clear that he thinks he should be paid. But he was like, I'm here to do this. Like, you know, and he doesn't answer the actual question. So I think like what's like what's frustrating from like my perspective, what I what I heard Max talk about this. Is like. He got asked a lot of times and he just provided non-answers. It's not like Max where he's providing answers, right? He's giving you a perspective of how he thinks. It's, you know, the way like Rory has given exactly what he thinks about Liv. Sure, like it's bothered some people. It's led to different ways. But you understand like his perspective and you understand where he's come coming from on the topic. With Patrick Cantlay, I'm like convinced like, if he had responded, if somebody asked him, like, do you think you should be paid in the Ryder Cup? It's like, he, if he responded with something like, hey, I like love that playing in this event. I love being here. It's an honor to represent the United States of America. That being said, I do think with how much money is being made that, you know, we should get some some sort of payment from this. Like if you provided a thoughtful response to those questions. I think it would have dispelled a lot of this controversy. Eh, uh, yeah. Uh, um, it would have to be thoughtful. It would have to be thoughtful and nuanced. You'd get some splitting to use a term from the, uh, from the beginning of the pod. Like I think people would, and I don't think this is always fair. Throw the Patriot. You're not patriotic. You're not this Adam. And he would get, he would get crushed. Probably he's already getting crushed. I know. 
I know. <laughs> That's the thing. So here's Michael Bamberger gave the report. Did I set this up? Did this make this in the pod? I mean, yeah, it made it in the pod. You set no it one, up. No one looked great, right? No hat. Steve Sands. We heard this Friday night. I think Sands doesn't look great in this coming out in the wash. And yeah, can't lay, obviously. It, it was clear. And I think the issues were like, you know, Jamie Weir's report talked about a completely fr- like a fractured team room. And I think not wearing a hat and maybe that's as a, some, maybe he just didn't wear the hat because it didn't fit. But his comment to Sands was indicated he didn't wear it because, you know, whatever. He's, you know, pissed about this, that, and the other. It could have been a number of reasons. But that's a little different than saying the team room's fractured and maybe there were other elements for why that was. But I think it's easier for them to push back on that. And that's probably what pissed off like Homa and others and, and why they really so vehemently came back at that whole thing. But the hat thing, like he says, outright lies in uh, some of his responses. Like, dude, this came from your mouth. It came from the horse's mouth to Steve yes. Sands. It was rampant. It was go- I mean, we heard it by Friday afternoon. And like, it, it, it you know, it. Either Stan's made it up, which I don't think is the case. Um, it came from your mouth. It came from the horse's mouth, the, the hat issue. Now, you could have just said I was, you know, that was one reason. And that was in my mind as I walked to the first tee. And also, it doesn't fit. But it came from the horse's mouth, you know, allegedly. Like, I like I guess, like, the thing that I'm frustrated about is, like, by not providing any answers and doing is, like, I'm grumpy routine. <laughs> He's just like made this worse versus yeah. like if you if you provide and, and we talked about this, you know, right at the top of the pod. If you provide some sort of thoughtful response, at least like at least some people will be like, oh, I understand what's going on and I can actually appreciate this perspective. Instead, and- there's no like it's like he's just like calling out people that are are also doing their job right yeah and calling them liars when it appears that you know he he said this very thing yep um oh by the way he was like i, I wrote this in the monday morning newsletter right after he was awesome in the writer yes on the car he was great and i was i'm very excited to see him again i i think he's you know prickly and grumpy and i i think it kind of plays well almost in that and he's he's you know, I have kind of should have a lot of confidence. It feels like in a lot of these team matches, he was great. That's the thing; so, he's, yeah. no, he's he's never had better moments on the golf course. I don't yep. think. No, no. Um, all right, that does it for Hatgate. Let's continuing on. Right? Do you have any other thoughts you want to get no, out there? Let's nothing get, else. That Hatgate might be a, a ten-year story, like Michael Block, who's now is you know playing golf with Tiger. Tiger. Woods. Yeah, it's freaking insane. Taking pictures with Tiger. Playing with Tiger. Joseph Lamagna, a good friend of the program, said there's two unnamed TGL teams yet. Two spots left open. And Blocky. He's, he's theorizing that Blocky, which, like, it's not a real, like, tour. You know, it's, like, kind of, you know, it's hit and giggle. Not hit and giggle. You know what I mean. It's not a pro. It's not you're a trying to get an anchor. You're trying to get an angry email. No. <laughs> Don't compare it to oh. shot makers. I'm walking it back right now. It's not, you know, um, it's not like a tour where you need status. So maybe they give one to Blocky in the catnip exemption. I don't know. But that's what Joseph Lamagna's theory. Anyways, 
Um, let's uh, go with you know uh, what I, I I was talking to somebody um, who's who's in the golf world. Didn't know who Michael Block was yesterday. Oh, that's it was amazing. It was refreshing. It was It was unbelievable. Oh. I was like, you, he's a Southern California guy too. We need to crack him open and study this person and figure out what what makes this person tick. I said something about Michael Block and he looked at me like, and I was like, you don't know who Michael Block is? He was like, no. I was like, unbelievable. That is crazy. (laughs) If you're in the golf world, that's like not knowing who Taylor Swift is in the world world. In the the non-golf, like that's amazing. I can't believe you just... Compared Blocky to no, Taylor no, I didn't Swift. compare him. That was not a one to one compare. Get out of it. But yeah, he's everywhere. You know. Anyways, and I explained. Re- I explained like his like rise to fame. He's like so. He played well in the PGA, and I was like, yeah. And he had this whole one, and now he's like, and like he's in the showman. running for. He played into it. Running, let's, let's be honest. In the he's not Pat Cantlay. He he's was not Pat This Cantlay. guy was so com- showman. He was so confused as to why this guy was super famous. <laughs> he, I mean, more than a lot of American celebrities, the guy earned it at least for fifth. Like he actually earned it. He played his ass off and got the fortuitous hole in one. Like I, more than like, that's a lot more than Amer- people milking their American celebrity status. So, all right. Um, schedule for the week. You got a bounce. You got five minutes. We got the Shriners Children's Open. We hit that. We got the Buick LPGA Shanghai. That's overnight golf, 11 to 4 a.m. We've got the SAS Championship at Prestonwood Country Club in Cary, North Carolina on the Champions Tour. That is the uh, middle of the day. We have the Spanish Open. John Rahm coming back. He's a three-time winner, looking to win it for four times. He's basically been a pro for like five years. He's going to win his fourth Spanish Open. Matt, Matty Fitz won in, in Scotland. I had that at the top of our notes, but we got into Scottish golf. Matty Fitz and his mom. Like, what an incredible like life experience. Like, that has to be so freaking cool. Wins the, yeah. wins the celebrity team AM part, and then he also won the straight-up pro uh, at the Dunhill. We have the Spanish Open on the European Tour. That's, that's coffee golf. Maybe not too bad. A Coney Scottish Open. Uh, and then the Jackson T. Stevens Cup, which if you listen to this, this is Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, little college golf. That's our schedule for the week. We got to run. We got to hustle yeah. it up. Uh, everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. We're going to come back with Friday over-unders, Andy. Can we do over-unders for the We're season doing on Friday? Friday? Can we commit yeah. to that? Well, and we I want to put... We got blocky over-unders. I want to put out there, we got to come up with a toasty over-under. Number of suspensions, number of, I don't know. But Toasty is going to have to be involved in the over-unders, given the Toasty tale we started with today. Everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back with you on Friday. 